you know, two days later is when I got the call. Um, and when that moment happened, I just, I really didn't believe it. Honestly, I didn't, uh, <laughs> I just didn't know what to think. And for my teammates to react that way, it's just such a special feeling. It's uh, almost, I think it was better than, than getting the call the first time. Welcome into the Esports Extra podcast. This is Logan's favorite time of year. All-Star break is coming on. Is it or is it not a dead period? Uh, now we're at the most dead period. Oh, no. Like, we were on life support there for a while, and now we have, we're on flat lines for two months. Okay, but I will challenge you as counter. a baseball... Counter. That's the right word. A baseball word. enthusiast. I was going to say a lack of baseball enthusiasm coming oh. from that side of the deck. I love baseball. What are you talking about? Did you enjoy the All-Star break? I maybe caught five to ten minutes. <laughs> you, okay, hold on. I was at Applebee's last night. Stop it. Stop it. Well, that's true. I, fine. We don't need your play-by-play. We don't need an alibi. We don't need an alibi. I just need you to recognize. Where were you on the night of the All-Star break? <laughs> Sorry, sir. I was at Applebee's. First of all, they have I could TV. not have committed this. They have TVs over the bars. It's true. That's why I say five to ten minutes. I was in and out. Oh, God. Here's my thing, though, is when we're talking about the podcast today. Five dollar drinks. We're talking about the podcast. <laughs> you're like, oh, let's talk about the All-Star break. Didn't watch the All-Star game. It was cool to see people, you know, back in the city. But those uniforms, though, not you can good. see why I would not watch. Fair. I don't like the people that are making the point of like, no, they're sleek. No. They're cool. I've, I've yet to, like, love an All-Star game uniform, though. Well, they usually just do the team uniforms, don't they? Yeah, but there's like different. The, and then they, they do the home patches. run. Usually they do the home run derby gets the separate jerseys and the game gets the actual jerseys. How do you know you don't wearing. watch? I did in the past. Uh huh. I'm a well rounded man. So what? The pandemic ruined your love for baseball? Well, the pandemic ruined a lot of things, but yeah. Well, that's fair. No, I don't think it ruined my love for baseball. Uh, the, the falling out, baseball to me, it's like being in year 30 of a marriage. Not that I would know remotely at all. Not even but 30. But you have to find that spark again sometimes, you know? But I think Otani is providing that, even if it doesn't necessarily do it for me at times. I think it does it for a lot of other people. I was so. talking to a true baseball fan last China. night. I don't, even, I don't even know if he qualifies. No, I was talking to a true baseball fan last night, and we were saying, like, we have yet to remember a time in the past maybe 10 years where baseball felt this exciting. It's true. Do you agree with that? I think if everything that was going on now was in, like, 2000, mid-2000, 2000, early 2000s, mm -hmm. I think the game would be so much almost, like, better off. Because I think you have right. the, the international stars, and there were international stars during that time, guys like Ichiro. And I think you have it even times, the, the way that Otani sort of has that Babe Ruth-type captivation. I mm -hmm. think if that all these same stars and Tatis Jr., like if they all existed during that time, the game might be light years ahead of where it was even at the time. And they had some compelling figures at the time then, too. That being, I think it's just the timing of it all. That but, being said, though, they didn't have the platforms. at the, You know what right. I mean? Like now, if I want to figure out who Mike Trout is, right? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I shouldn't have. I should have picked a player I know better. But like you get on social media pages and you see what he ate for breakfast. You, you yeah. know, you can get a sense of these players that you never could before. I also sometimes think that that hampers it, though. And I think that there's too much oversaturation of what everyone's doing to the point where it's like because everyone's saying what they're doing, that all of it's at our disposal. Where it's and like also, back then you had to read the newspaper. Yeah, and to also know what to that point, the MLB is doing an absolutely horrendous job at marketing these stars. Right. Um, and just handling everything. Like just blackouts, for example. Mm. 
that is one thing that should have been eliminated decades ago, and it, it just ruins a lot of people's experience to get into the sport. But I do think we're in a unique time where people can, if they want to, tell their own stories, capture their own audience, use what they're doing on the field and the league and the product that MLB does have, because there are broadcast deals for every single game. You just have to be in the place or pay for the package or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's not another sport that has a longer season, technically, right? Yeah. It's the longest season of any oh, US, profession, U.S. professional <laughs> sport. Um, but it's also like, I feel like these are, these are players that have a unique opportunity now to capture their own attention through social media, mm -hmm. through MLB recognizing it's a problem and trying to fix this it. True. Um, and I think we have one of those players right here in Harrisburg right now. <laughs> Before we get too far into the episode, be a friend. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please rate us five stars and leave us a review. All right, back to the episode. Mm. Nationals pitcher Aaron Barrett uh, is back with the Senators rehabbing a knee injury, but this man has been through everything and the reason why people know about it is because he's telling his story right and i think that that's something that baseball has never had mm -hmm. you didn't know players this intimately and this week we got to talk to aaron barrett about what the journey was he had tommy john surgery right after he got called up to uh to the nationals in the mlb then after that he breaks his arm while throwing a pitch like there's so much about his career where you would have said dude you should have get like right. why didn't you get the up? normal person would have given up a human, a normal human would have given up just because of the adversity. And this is, I've only told you two of his three injuries yeah. right now, rehabbing a knee injury. And yet he keeps pushing. He keeps going. He's got that world series ring and he sat down to talk to us about it. Aaron, thank you for the time. Uh, welcome back to Harrisburg. It's been a couple weeks, but uh, you're sitting in the stands. What's it like to be back inside F and B field right now? Uh, a little surreal. Honestly, I mean, I wish there were some more fans behind me, but that's not the case right now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good. It's, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed my time in Harrisburg. Um, you know, in 13, I was here all year, had a really, really fun time. Um, we went to the playoffs and had a really good year myself. Um, and there's just a really, really fun group to play with in that, that year. And then obviously fast forward, come back in 19 and another special group and obviously that was uh you know i'm looking at the mound that i received the news going back to the big leagues um so i will always have a uh, a very um you know this place will definitely be special for me always so um but at the end of the day as long as i'm pitching and able to put a jersey on my back i'm just always going to be grateful for any opportunity that i get i was gonna say just between all of the ups and downs of it all is it still surreal just that fact alone of that you're still pitching you know like just after yes. everything you've been through just that simple fact i know it sounds pretty standard but like i I imagine there's nothing to be taken for granted at this point no it's uh you know sometimes you you can take for granted you know as as, as uh you know just picking up a baseball and, and then playing catch um you can take that for granted sometimes and um i was one of those uh you know with everything i went through with my arm and everything um, no doubt. I, with the way I look at it, you know, my perspective has changed, uh, immensely throughout this, this journey and this process. And, you know, anytime that I'm able to come out here and, you know, play a game for a living, um, and throw a baseball, you know, I, I'm playing with house money, you know, at this, at this point, um, yeah, I have, I have nothing to lose, you know, so, uh, I just give it my all every single day and, um, just very, very blessed. I think about your path and there's for those people who don't know like 
the injuries are extensive. You had Tommy John surgery, you had the broken arm, you've had knee surgery. Like, has there ever been a point where you're like, all right. I'm a I'm, robot. An, <laughs> I have so many metal parts, I'm a robot. No. Or just like, I'm done. Like, right. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted, I'm tired of doing this. Have you gotten to that point ever? I have. Um, I'd be lying to you if I, if I, you know, said that I'm this, you know, perfect individual that, you know, never had any mental doubts or, um, but no, I, you know, a hundred percent. I think that's, that's a hundred percent, uh, the human aspect of this whole thing. Um, you know, as soon as I actually hurt my knee, uh, I knew something was wrong. And, uh, the first, the first thing that popped in my head was, I, I think this is it. This might be it. Um, and that's a natural thought, you know, especially after everything I went through with my two arm surgeries and there were, you know, times that I, I didn't even know that I'd ever even be, be able to throw a baseball again. So those type of doubts definitely creeped in my, my mind one for sure. Um, but you know, I've had a, an incredible support system. Um, obviously my faith, uh, is a, a huge factor in that. And just continuing to take it one day at a time um, has been my mindset. And, you know, it just, just pushed through, you know, it's just, it's been one of those things where I said, you know, I questioned for a long time, you know, you know, why does this happen to me? You know, why me? And then, you know, that perspective, like, like I talked about earlier, you know, it changed and it's now, you know, why not me? You know, I, if there's anyone that can do it, it's me. You know, I, I've been through the worst. There's, there's nothing that, in my opinion, is going to be worse than what I've been through. So, again, like, you know, stack it, you know, put all the cards against me. You know, I, I truly believe that uh, I can handle anything at this point. So, throwing in, throwing in a baseball game, you know, getting a guy out, back against the wall, it's not – that's not going to be the end of the world for me. You know, if I give up a run um, here or there, give up a home run, it's not going to be the end of the world. I've been through worse. Uh, you know, you, you, we're playing a game and I don't take that for granted. Um, that's for sure. When you have such drastic lows like that, where does the, the psychological part come in for when you have the highs? You know, does it make the highs that much more sweet when you've had such just like rock bottom experiences time and time again? 100%. I mean, it makes it makes the highs that much more memorable it makes the highs that much more worth it, you know, like, um, you know, just being able to, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, I, again, I, I always say perspective just because everything's changed so, so much for me and how my outlook on life, my outlook on this game, my outlook, uh, just kind of on everything, you know, being able to pitch and, you know, after the game, just wrap my, arms around my wife and my kids who especially my three-year-old now who's actually understanding baseball and seeing me pitch like that's just such a big deal to me now um you know it kind of kind of gets my you know my heart pumping a little bit just thinking about it you know those are the things that that make it that much more worth it now you know just that I stuck it through I pushed through and and um you know being able to throw a baseball and, and then she's going to be able to remember that. You have this unbelievable moment too. You mentioned like the mounds right in front of you in 2019 where Matt Lecoy, the manager at the time gets to tell you, look, like you're going back to Washington and what, like a month, a month or two later, you're winning the world series with that team. Like yeah. I feel like 
right. that moment. Take me back to that. What is it like that month being back up in the big leagues, having the payoff, playing at that level again, and then winning a championship? It's uh, it's a feeling that I, that I really can't describe. Um, you know, I might get choked up just thinking about it. it it's it's very real, and it, it takes me back. Those moments take me back to that specific time. Every time I think about it, you know, every time I think about my arm break, and every time I think about, you know, the steps of my recovery, and um, it's very real. It, it uh, you know, when you have that type of traumatic experience. Um, and you have those, those type of moments that you work so hard and you pour your, you know, blood, sweat and tears into, I mean, it, it's just something I, I will never forget. And I, I really didn't think, you know, cause rosters expanded on September 1st. So I actually thought if I had a chance to go up, I thought it was going to be on that day. Um, and that didn't happen. And so I actually, you know, two days later is when I got the call. Um, and when that moment happened, I just, I really didn't believe it. Honestly, I didn't, uh, <laughs> I just didn't know what to think. And for my teammates to react that way, it's just such a special feeling. It's uh, almost, I think it was better than, than getting the call the first time, honestly. Um, I mean, that was such a special moment going to big leagues the first time, but like there was, you know, after you rehab them for that long and never knowing if I'd even throw a baseball again, I mean, it's just something I will, I will never, ever forget that moment. And then obviously the cap it off, you know, being able to the pitch, you know, down through September a little bit and being a part of the World Series run, um, sharing those moments with those guys, it's just such a special group. I just will never forget. And, uh, you know, they just a special ending to, to a special year. What do you do with the ring? Are you one of those guys that puts it in like, you got like a safe or do you like bring it out at dinner parties and being like, Hey, uh, you like this? I, you like this? I, I, I enjoy wearing it a hundred percent. I mean, why, who, who wouldn't, <laughs> um, you know, I don't wear it every day or anything like that. I definitely, I keep it with me. Um, cause I just, you know, I don't feel comfortable just sitting at home. So I, I keep it with me. Um, and, and, you know, I'll bust it out, especially, I think it's kind of neat sometimes. Like I'll be at a, or, you know, even at a Harrisburg game or, you know, we're in Reading and, uh, you know, I had it with me and there's a couple couple little league kids. I'm like, hey, you want to mm. see something cool? And, and just pulled it out. And, and that might be the only opportunity that that eight-year-old kid ever gets to see a World Series ring in person. Mm. And so little moments like that, I just remember growing up when I was a kid, um, being able to be around a big leaguer. You know, I got to grow up around Don Mattingly and, I was able to to really be around him and didn't realize, didn't realize at the time how big of a deal he was. Um, and I got to meet some other really, really neat big leaders along, along with that. And just, you know, that little impact on, on one kid saying hello, signing an autograph, you know, showing a ring like that, that might impact him for the rest of his life. Make, making that kid one, you know what, I want to be a big leader. And, uh, you know, so those are the moments that, that that's what it's all about. I feel like listening to you talk, it, it's so clear, like, you're such a great dad. Yeah, I mean, did your perspective change? Obviously, you said you had that experience as a kid interacting with a big leaguer. But, like, did this perspective change when you became a father and realized the impact you can have on a kid's life every single day? I think that's kind of been my, my mindset from day one. Um, you know, I think... I think um, 
once I was married and and had kids because because all I was always raised you know because Don Don really did a good job with um showing the way of how how you're supposed to be a professional and I I think I just kind of saw that as a kid and I never saw him turn down an autograph not once and so I just kind of you know when I first got called up anytime anyone ever asked me for an autograph I always sign because you just never know when you're when your last autograph is going to be. So I'm like, I'm going to sign it. Anyone that ever asked, I'm going to sign an autograph or take a picture because you just don't know when that's going to end. And um, so I think now that I have kids, it just obviously, I think it just solidifies that a little bit more. Um, and just kind of, you, you just, again, it goes back to like taking it for granted, you know, like, um, that that kid might be his only shot to go to that one game that night and if I have an opportunity to either he's watched me pitch and it's how I conduct myself on the mound um if that's his only game that he gets to see I want him to remember that or or her I want her to remember that or you know that one kid that's down the line asking for a baseball or, and and I have that opportunity to give him a baseball he might always remember that um so it's just whatever the opportunity presents itself, just try to make the most of it. You know, obviously I'm, not, I'm unable to take a picture with every kid. I'm not able to give a baseball to every kid, but hopefully I'm leading an example that um, that makes girls play this, this great game. You know what I find fascinating is that I believe I have this timeline correct, is that if you're winning a World Series in 2019 and you have a three-year-old now, does that mean you're winning a World Series and then like, nights later you're changing diapers right <laughs> so that must be an interesting just drastic Humbling. exactly is what is the craziest thing about having a three-year-old let alone that that time honestly during the playoff run the craziest thing was she's i mean she's on full-on baseball schedule and uh i mean no joke we had her in the clubhouse she's she's doing um changing diapers there your teammates are doing it too <laughs> We weren't changing diapers. But she was <laughs> def, she was definitely dancing oh. in the in the covered beer champagne like nice just something she will have for her wedding videos like you know <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious um you know putting her to bed at you know two o'clock in the morning. That's how I hope to raise my kids. Honestly, same thing. Doesn't even have to be professional sports, but that exact atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, it, it's you can't make it up. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a different type of lifestyle. And you know, so she's you know she was going to bed at one two o'clock in the morning, but she wasn't getting up until one or two o'clock in the morning. So, or you know, the next day and then the afternoon. I mean, so it, it was kind of nuts just thinking about it. Like, holy cow! You know, some kids are getting up at seven a.m. heading to school, and our daughter's here sleep until one of the afternoon. she's already in are, college at the age college, at the age of right. <laughs> it's hilarious um so yeah it's it, it's just wild it was wild interesting still sounds wild i don't think i don't think that dies down i think it only gets crazier terrible too you know like i mean you you've gone through the ringer these last couple of years uh what is she is she going to be a baseball player what's kind of her her deal yeah what's her yeah prospect break us down prospect she's she honestly might be a 10 sport athlete right now oh wow um, olympics we're not we're not so so my wife actually she actually was on the uh u.s national team for soccer at of one course. point oh my gosh um, so 
definitely think soccer is in her future. She's she's been crushing some three year old soccer. Uh, she's been playing a little bit of tennis at the house. Uh, she, I mean, she obviously hits baseballs off the tee. Um, she's we actually just had her first horseback riding lesson uh, a couple days ago. Why not here in Harris? Here yeah. in Harrisburg, why not? Yeah, so <laughs> we're we're gonna do whatever, whatever she wants to do. We're just gonna, you know, you know, she, she might even yeah. she might be even she loves Frozen. She might be even theater. Great. I mean, great, Aaron. So I, I, I need you to answer this question. I'm so sorry. I need you to answer this question very carefully. Yeah. Who is a better athlete, you or your or three your, year old? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm putting him right on the spot. Or your national women's soccer team wife, who is a better athlete? She, she is smart, smart man. Do you guys like talk smack in the house? Like, how does that? There's just like competitive nature running through. One hundred percent. Who's more we, competitive? We talk, we, uh, her. She's a bad mm. loser. Ooh, and you guys still found a way to overcome that and get married, huh? Yes. <laughs> there's, we, there's hope, Logan. There is. Wow. We actually saving grace. We actually, we actually had a race. Uh, I think it was like my second year of pro ball, and because she said I was, fat, she was asking, I was. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And uh, she, she would probably beat me now, but I, I definitely won the race, and her, her mom was there to witness it. Um, and uh, but no, she, I mean, she crushes it. She's definitely, she is definitely the athlete of the family. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm picturing those like races that they do in uh, some of those stadiums now, where they give somebody the head the head start, and then the what is it the freeze yeah, or whatever comes through. I'm picturing yeah. that exact format for whatever race <laughs> went went down in that. I was picturing a three legged race, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like something ridiculous. I I feel like you that'd be a fair competition. That must be a very f uh, interesting home life to come back to when you're going through all this very serious stuff, and then you have all these getaways, like it sounds like you do. Well, I think. Uh, you hear the train going on. Yeah, what's going on over there? You got like you got a whole City orchestra? Island. City <laughs> Island, the train's about to go. Uh, so, honestly, the, the biggest help, honestly, was uh, I think her having that background of being an athlete. Mm. And she had she had ACL, ACL surgery. Mm. Um, so, she actually had a little bit of tough luck. Um, so, she was on the national team. And she, the year 2008, they went and won the gold medal. Um, she actually got taken off the roster because she tore ACL. Oh. Yikes. So, yikes. Um, so she actually, she gets it. And she was, in my opinion, probably the biggest motivator for me. There were days where, you know, I was, didn't want to rehab, didn't want to, you know, I had some really, really, really brutal days um, with, with my, with my second elbow surgery. And she stayed on me and continued to be a motivator for me. And, um just, just unbelievable um definitely would not be where i'm at without her there's, there's no doubt about it that's awesome that's a good husband give give the wife some credit i'm, I'm proud of you that was a smart mm. move yeah <laughs> she 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 is i mean she's a rock star she the way she handles you know this lifestyle with the two kids and just constantly because uh, we have a 10 month old now 10 month old boy, oh boy. and um and uh so I, I don't I don't understand how she does it at times, but it's because this lifestyle is not easy uh, for sure. And so, you know, she's single mom in it and she's just she's crushing it. Does the 10 month old uh, throw like 95 already? Because it just sounds like <laughs> just 
just goes to town. <laughs> right out of the gates. Right now, the way he's looking, he could be he could be an O lineman for University okay. of Georgia. University of Georgia. So uh, we will we will see. Hey, dude, uh, just just shop at Costco. That's all you need to do. It'll fuel the easiest uh, path, no doubt. D one for sure. Love, we love Costco. So. <laughs> You're gonna have to. Logan grew up with two brothers, so I can't even imagine that. Food was gone bill. that night. Like yeah. it, it wasn't even like you buy for the week. You buy for the next couple of hours. Mom's buying like 24 packs of Pringles, and you're like lunch. No, 64 packs of Bagel Bites. Oh, good. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I think about this. Right, the Nationals are kind of tricky. They're kind of doing that 2019 mm. thing, right, where it was like, all right, first half, what the heck, and yeah, now what, all of a yeah. sudden. Would this be like a could this be a repeat of 2019 for you personally too? Like rehabbing an injury in Harrisburg, get called up in September, go win a World Series. What do you think? Anything is possible. I mean, we've seen we've seen it done before. Um, you know, obviously the trade deadline's coming up and there's just gonna be some some interesting things and we might do something, we might not do anything. I mean, see right now we got a little bit of some guys down, which is in my opinion, um, you know, it's going to be great when they all come back and get healthy and you're going to, you know, see where you're at with the full squad. I've seen crazier things happen. You know, I think everyone looks at the 19 team and I mean, the, the, the team chemistry was off the charts and the, the group of guys they have there now, it's a really, really great group and anything can happen. And, you know, if, if me personally, I just, I take it one day at a time and, um, you know, I have to do what, what I have to do and control what I can control. And at the end of the day, see where the cards fall. Um, you know, obviously that's my goal, um, but we will see what happens. I and mean, obviously uh, I'm going to do whatever I can and, and go from there, but no doubt it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. I think, uh, I think the Nats are going to be in a good position moving forward. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I got a good feeling. It's interesting that, I feel like ever since that 2019 team, because in baseball, it used to just be like the standings would be at the first half. It's like, all right, well, that's about it. And then like <laughs> yeah. the 2019 team happened and it feels like now everybody, like teams that are even hover around 500, let alone are below. They're like, they got well, shot. the 2019 Nats did it. And it opens up this whole door where people don't even necessarily sell off as much because they hold off on that hope that the back half will be so much of the other side of things. I don't know if that's something that you've, you've noticed that baseball's trends have sort of gone along with that when you have such evidence like that team did. 100%. I mean, it's always, you know, baseball is such a, such a crazy sport where, you know, you can have the best team on paper, but you have to show up day in, day out. And uh, because it's the, the team that plays the best that day is going to win, um, you know, and anything can happen in this game. I mean, as, as you guys have probably seen that. So, um, it's going to be wild. I, I think we got a good shot. So I, uh, you know, it's all about playing good baseball at the right time, getting the right time. And, uh, you know, and who knows? Well, the all-star break has come and gone. Yeah. So it's a, a mad dash to October, but Aaron, we appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for the insight. I, I know, um, there's some exciting things happening behind the scenes for you and your family. We'll talk about that on the podcast here in a couple minutes. Uh, just kind of give people an update. Um, there is a crew following Aaron around. So we're going to have to ask you about that uh, next time we get you on. But thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you guys uh, want to check it out, you can go to Instagram or Twitter, Facebook. It's uh, Breakthrough32. 
and that's going to be the name of the uh, documentary film that's going to be coming out. And uh, you can go check some behind the scenes footage and, and follow along. But uh, it's going to be exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, your so story, thanks, thanks for your story is <laughs> well you. worth telling, Aaron. I'd say so. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Want more of these interviews? We've talked to Cowboys first round draft pick Michael Parsons, NFL Network's Kim Jones, and Hershey Bears head coach Spencer Carberry. You can watch our full episodes on our website, abc27.com. Click on sports and then the Sports Extra podcast or listen wherever you find podcasts. I always find it remarkable when we talk to these people and we sit mm -hmm. down and they give us this little glimpse into their life. Like, Aaron to me feels like the most normal person we've talked to, just a down to earth mm -hmm. dude, and yet everything he's gone through, the dude is a World Series champion. Like, I, I'm amazed. And I guess I need to remember that they are just normal people. I think life is also just about experiences too. And as terrible as this might sound, is that all of that sort of road to recovery and just this riveting story that has continued to build up, and it's not even over yet, mm -mm. but like all of that has sort of probably molded what he, you heard the term perspective time and time again. It's because he means it. You know, there's yeah. no, no other way of sort of, putting a bow on it besides that. And I just think that that sort of way of going through life where you know what it's like when you're at your absolute worst is going to be different from somebody who's only experienced good. Yeah. Or even only not experienced much, let alone the set. Well, I think we talk about it, right? When teams are like on, um, like they have perfect seasons or whatever. It's like, mm. you've never experienced failure. Like you're, that you're going to handle oh gosh, that so much more differently. Because yeah, well, it never ends up happening. It doesn't. You have to lose along the way. And you I have to. I think it makes you better. I think it refocuses you. Oh, yeah. You know? And so I think that's the 85 what, Bears said that. Well, and it's what Aaron was saying. Like, the World Series would have been sweet no matter what, right? But, yeah. like, knowing everything that came before it, it was, like, surreal. And he was. I mean, he didn't start crying or anything, but he, he was kind of, like, really thinking and taking himself back to that moment. And you can tell he knew what it was like to maybe not even throw a baseball again. And now you you carry around a World Series ring with you when you go to Reading to play, you know, mm -hmm. a double A AA baseball game. So it's like, I think it's incredible. I think he touched on it very briefly, but I know it's really important to him is his faith. And I think just even if it's not religion or something like that, like grounding yourself in something, mm -hmm. um, if it's your family, if it's if it is your belief system, like you can tell he understands how to put baseball in a box, right? Yeah. Like it's not everything he is. It's a part, a big part of who he is, but it's mm -hmm. not it yes. and he doesn't, I don't think he, I don't think well now I'm speaking for him but like that's not his only identity mm. I think that's important I think it is too you know and also you're changing diapers at the same time too humbling <laughs> do you think my kids will be upset when I'm out here like having champagne showers not that they'll partake in it but you know just like I 1 a.m like we're saying like he won the world series so it's like different but like if i'm if we're watching like seinfeld or something at like 11 or like the george lopez show mm -hmm. and i decided to do that my kids would look back with sort of oh of course it is oh i'm sorry i well, don't it comes on at like 2 a.m or something maybe i'm not watching tv at that hour often. i'm not either yeah but we know it's somewhere From on tv somewhere on tv mm -hmm. i think your kids are gonna love it you think your kids are going to let her? Nope. My kids are not. I'm not spraying <laughs> your champagne. Kids, no, no, no. Your kids are not going to like me is how I was going to phrase that. But I meant more so I meant to say, do you think my kids will like me? But I already knew the answer of that your kids will not like me. hundred percent. hundred percent. If they are ever exposed to this, no. Will you call them, will it be Uncle Logue? Do you want to be Uncle Logue? I don't think that they'll call me such I think that's a terrible nickname. Mom, can you leave? Did someone call you Logue as a child? Because that's terrible. Uh, only... My dad calls me Logue sometimes. Uncle Logie. Logue sounds weird, though. It is. 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult your father, but like <laughs> Uncle Logue is a little far for We're me. We're only here for family slander. <laughs> sorry. It's what sorry, it only exists sorry, off of. Parents? No, I, I guess not. It's better than my uh, my AIM name. Nobody uh, ever referred to me as such on that. Oh. Do you I, remember it? Mm, I'm sad that I do. You do. True Jaguar fan 11. No, 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 no. Oh, not fan. Shoot. Oh, just True Jaguar 11. You got it. Oh. I'm so sick of those fake Jaguars out there. I'm a real one. Not a fan, though. I told a girl that the other day, <laughs> but she didn't have the context that it was that I was on a basketball team that was the Jaguars, so she just thought I she thought you was were really <laughs> infatuated with the animal and that I really wanted to be a true Jaguar. She really Sent thought you were, like, sitting there in front of Animal Planet, like, and those are my wonder, brothers. People wonder why you've been single for so long. You know, I think it's <laughs> I think it's self-preservation for those children. It is. You know, you know that you're going to have champagne showers with your kids. You might want to hold off on that. Maybe my kids will hate me based on when I tell them that story. Can you at least? Your father used to be a true Jaguar. <laughs> and there was 10 other ones that had the title before I. If I ever visit you in your South Florida mansion one day, right? Cause South Florida you're gonna mansion. You're going to end up back there. I know it. Okay. Uh, and you have a Jaguar in the backyard. That will be the end I of the friendship. A statue. A statue, fine. A but real I one, will, no. I will always be broke, so that won't happen. Fair. Fair. You spend too much money at Applebee's. It's true. What was the original talking point there? Logan, it's gone. Oh, it was just your, your champagne with your children. Will you promise me one thing? <laughs> Sparkling cider, non-alcoholic. That, yep. The Martins, you know, whatever stuff yeah. that we all have in the back of you our pantry. You can have fun without alcohol. Can you, Logan? Not at Applebee's, but <laughs> everywhere else, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> proud, of, proud of this Character, Character evolution development. For you. Yeah. you know it. Yeah, that was really, uh, you took us all on a ride there. Aaron, great story is what we're trying to say. I hope he doesn't listen to this. He's going to be like, I'm concerned. I gave them too many ideas. Well, that was the great thing about the interview is that he was still funny through all of that. If you can, you can talk about a serious subject and still be funny. That's called personality. It's called a great human being. Woke. <laughs> Are we back to woke? Always. Always woke. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll stand Aaron Baird. He was great. Right on. And it brings us perfectly. I'm getting better at this. You know who? You always had good transitions. Stop it. You, know you who, have. I mean that. Have you listened to our episodes? I think they're pretty good. I hope our viewers, who um, hopefully are still with us at Ooh, this point, did your grandma listen the other week? <laughs> did she have any thoughts on when I? <laughs> so she listened. She, she listened an and she bar. didn't say anything. Okay. And I was like, huh? Okay. Like she was like, oh, good episode this week. You know, whatever. Mm. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm. okay. It's going through that noggin, Granny. And then I go, well, how much did you listen? Oh. And it was a- uh, The ultimate test. Oh, uh, well, the interview, the interview was good. And I was like, mm-hmm. Can you just scroll to whatever time yeah. it was? And she listened and she was like, I got a shit. She was really excited. Mm, she was so excited. Nice. We made one viewer's day. That's all it takes. Although I, That's why we're <laughs> here. We're talking about her drinking habits. So like- Well, it was more, it, not her actual drinking habits, her- uh, Lack thereof. Right. Right. Or her potential to party. And you know what? She did party with her one rum punch. So I love to hear it. Yeah. You know, no, she did listen, but I had to, you know, that's, it's not, she's not a fake friend. She's a great grandma. But I was like, Mm. you, you would be more hyped about this podcast. If you realized that I shouted you out by name. Yes. Yeah. Family. Family. Family slander. <laughs> Nothing right stronger than family, one great man once said. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go back to Tyler. Uh, Tyler's going to have 27 seconds on the clock to talk about whatever he wants, because otherwise it's just Logan and I talking about our families. Hey. Hi, guys. How's it's it going? Up. It's going good. Good. 
You what? enjoying? Are you enjoying? Logan didn't watch. Did you watch the <laughs> All Star game? I watched the home run derby. Okay. I did not watch the actual mm. game because I was busy last night. Well, also because it doesn't count for anything. But hey, I don't understand why these things are on weekday evenings. That yeah, I don't get that either. Another failure of MLB's part. Um, you certainly yeah. don't see the NBA All Star game being played on a weekday. NFL All Star game, it's a failure. But anyway, I watched the the home run derby, so I'm going to begin my take on that right about now. Hormon Derby entrants need to start picking people who know how to pitch. Pete Alonso had Dave Yaus, and the guy was absolutely electric, putting the ball right down the pipe every single time, and he won. And then you have someone like Shohei Otani, who should be doing that, but his pitcher was all over the place, and he couldn't get control of the ball and, and didn't do as well as he should have done if he had a pitcher like Pete Alonso did. You are only as strong as the people around you. Here's what I will say. Hence why this show's so great. Back in high school, I'm going to make this all about myself. Ready? Okay. Back in high school, uh, a, a good friend of mine said, if you ever make it to the ESPYs, like you are going to win an ESPY. I don't know why. She was, this Very was her. Very specific. Yeah, you know? Yeah. You must take me <laughs> to the ESPYs. And so I, this is about her, actually. Well, 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 well okay. and I pinky promised this thing. You oh, know? this is a real deal. Hold so, like, you. you know, I've yet to be invited to the ESPYs. Uh, who knows? By the time I'm invited, if I'll even be in contact with this Maybe person. Maybe you'll be hosting it. <laughs> you have a lot of faith in my career. I do. Okay, but my point is, is that I will feel this obligation, even if I'm not friends with this person anymore, to take her to the ESPYs. Don't you think that at some point, maybe some of these people, like Trey Mancini took his college coach to throw pitches to him. Like, maybe they made a bad pro- – maybe Otani told someone 20 years ago, I'll, I'll let you pitch to me in the home run derby, hmm. and that friend comes calling. Conspiracy theory central based on my own life. I love how anything that's, like, kind of a hot take just turns into a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> conspiracy theories are meant for, like, the really off, like, the no. deep end. Like, so no. But anything that's, like, a unique sort of thought then becomes a conspiracy theory. I think my whole brain is a conspiracy <laughs> theory. Well, that's also going to be an episode down the line. God, Which I got. I got to start know. looking up some conspiracy theories, but oh. like good, like fun ones, not like you know. We don't want yeah, the we're dark not gonna path. go. We're sure. not gonna dark. My conspiracy theory today is that <laughs> Otani made a promise to someone a long time ago, and he had to hold it, hold to it, because he's a good guy. You think we could have done better? Thrown pitches from I mean, down 60 the middle. And a, no. It, the the key to the key to a good pitcher though is also having some speed behind it. You can't mm-hmm. just be throwing mm-hmm. strikes. You actually you also have to throw it a little faster because these guys are obviously used to ninety five. Which begs the question, and I re ask, could we have done better? Logan, what what was your little league baseball career like? There wasn't one. Logan, your all of your pitches all of your pitches would be similar to the one where he hit Pete Alonso. <laughs> Hey, so you're supposed to not throw it at his head. You're supposed to throw it where he can hit it. But he'll get on base if I throw it at his I understand. Yes. I understand. Um, your catching career was short-lived. Mm. So True. That was actually the first and only time I've ever done that. So I would Bad suggest news. that your pitching career will also be short-lived. Bad at a lot of things. Your boy. On a shirt. <laughs> Let's go. Book it. We're but the good thing, merch. But the good thing about you is you're developing relationships with these young kids who are growing up so you're going to get invited to be a part of these events one day just like benny i was just about to say what a seamless i think i have to give my 27 second take i think you do and honestly logan has witnessed history in person it was beautiful that's a really nice way of putting it yeah well you know 
If you keep walking into random houses. <laughs> Eventually you're going to find an MLB prospect. What if I wasn't invited and instead they were just like, yeah, he showed up and then he started eating all of the differently sliced meats. And then we said, I'll go live at one point. Without any context of someone following you on social media, this conversation is so confusing. So can What's I. That's my sense of humor do you though, need out an, of context. Do you need an introduction or do you want to just go for 27 seconds? Mm. I'll just go. Okay. Tyler, now. Live life on the fly. Ready, set, go. Benny Montgomery, Redland outfielder who was drafted eighth overall, was kind enough to allow me into his home for the draft party. And the only thing is to say that the MLB draft is such a fascinating thing because you don't get these guys who have been in college that have expected it really their whole life. These kids are in high school. And not that they don't realize the scope of everything, but I think the dream being realized earlier on is almost more special. Because these kids are on national networks, like MLB Network, and while being there, it was just fascinating to watch every single second. <laughs> You're so, just gonna keep I going. <laughs> it's so pointless to have this the one. Timer. Th this one I deserves. Just, no, but it's everyone. Everyone I <laughs> yeah. do. Literally, well, I just steamroll well, through. I, this one it's deserves not though. Even it's a good fair. story. It's, like, it's literally not even the point of the whole segment. I just go right. Past do you remember your first it. one? You went four and a half minutes because you told us not to time you. <laughs> 27 seconds take begins now. No, I don't care about it. Um, but it's but it's all to say that it means more because I'd never been at a draft party before, and I thought the way it was is that they kind of go in and out and then mm. based on the pick. From the moment seven o'clock hit, there was Benny, his mom, and his dad and brother on a couch, and then everybody was intently watching every second. It was like watching like an ant farm, and it was like just like these the the reactions of people, and it was. It was just fascinating to see every single, hanging on every single word, every single, is Benny checking his phone for a call? Is he get a text? Does he do this and that? And everyone was so dialed in because it meant so much to people. Think, it really did. You I, could feel it every single second. When I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry I kept cutting you off there at the end. I think it's, you and I will see, not hundreds of these moments, that's aggressive, No, right? and that's what made it cool too. But that's the fact that it was so few and far so between. We will see so few of them, right. and, but at the same time, I think as sports anchors, this is something I talked to someone else about. Like, I, I feel, I'll speak for myself, I get desensitized to these things. Like, sometimes I forget how cool it is to win a state championship because I just watch six of them. Right. You know, and then you, you sit there with these families. And I wasn't uh, at the NFL draft, but I was talking to Micah's family the whole night, you know, um, when Michael Parsons was drafted. Similar to Benny, where you were actually there. But you feel it. It, you, it feels so different because you realize that these players have worked their entire lives mm -hmm. for this one thing. But even to get that dream realized in the top 10 for Benny, right. like that's such an impossible dream. And here he is a top 10 draft pick after playing, I'm sure, 15 years of baseball. Well, think about it, too, where it's like and, and not even on the sports scale where you ask, like, what was like the best night or best day of your life? Mm. And then think about like not even just documenting it, but like being able to witness it and be there. Mm -hmm. Like we knew coming into the night, it was going to be the biggest night of his life. Right. And then it quite literally was. And everything right. was picturesque as a result of it. Like that doesn't happen yeah. in general. It's almost yeah. unrealistic in a sense. And he just kept saying, he was, he was so speechless and it was really cool to see. He was speechless because he just said, everything in my life has gone so well. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like coming from a place of entitlement. It was coming from a place of, I can't believe it. It's, you know, I can't, I, I'm very lucky person and it showed and, and he radiates it in sort of how he conducts himself every single day. And I think that's what we were talking about with Aaron Barrett too. Like, yes, so much has to go right for you to 
even make a minor league team, yes. you know, and then baseball is such a grind in such a different true. way. Nothing's guaranteed. Like Aaron Barrett was drafted in 2010 and it took him four years to even get called up, you mm -hmm. know? So it's like for Benny to have that moment and what he's saying is true. Like you can be the most talented player, but not be on the right team or not have the right guys mm -hmm. around you or burn out because you're, you know, overused or you have injuries when you're young or whatever. And so when he says like so much went right, Yes, all the boxes had to be checked yeah. to be a top 10 pick, and that is lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Also, his family had great charcuterie boards. <laughs> shout, shout out to the Montgomery's. It is true, and when I walked in, I, 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 I thanked because I, I had never met his mom in person yet, and I, <laughs> I walked into the home as any normal person does. Just walk. Well, the dad said I could walk right in. I shouldn't just you say that. You like, No, well, I saw him in the driveway. Fine, fine, I saw him in the driveway. And he said, you, you did break yourself in. right in. You broke right in. I broke into Penny's house. They're like, hey, all these media people are here and like, and then this and guy, true and, Jaguars and then, this, and then true Jaguars. You're the 11th one, aren't you? Um, and then I, I said, hey, and I, thinking it was his mom and it was the caterer. I said, thank you so much. And it was the caterer. And then I said, well, especially thank you then. Yeah, you brought the thank food. Thank you for everything. And yeah. the charcuterie board was, was going along with that. Shout out to the Montgomery's. What an incredible week They put for on them. an absolutely stellar event. And, their and son, then it lived up to it too. Yeah, and then their son did the did the, the job. He got still the still a done. long way to go, but for having the biggest night of your life, pretty freaking good. Gosh, I can't even imagine that level of success. Also, isn't it kind of cool when ever you like you think back the biggest night of your life? It's like nobody has pictures because it kind of just happens. And he has like so well documented. He has a video. But he probably doesn't want it to be the best night of his life right now. He probably wants that later on. You know, goes and accomplishes things and but it can be wins the best, World Series the and best stuff like that. Now. Exactly. The best exactly. for now. It's in high school. <sighs> Pretty good. What was the best night of our the best night of my life I when I was in high school that. was ordering the big dinner box from Pizza Hut and I would eat it by myself. That was like the epitome. That was the height of the best night. You know, ever so often I think maybe we're not that much alike. And then you say comments like that, and I'm like, yeah. Sounds like my high school experience. I'm surprised my parents were like, that's okay. You well, know? Logan, I th you're the youngest. They were over it. I really have no counter to that. That's factually correct. Your parents were like, <laughs> this one will There's be no who counter. he is. Yes. I've never met your parents, but I really feel like that's how I, I feel about Pretty it. Pretty great. Yeah, they sound like good people. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel like today's episode, we talked about baseball more than I thought I was ever going to get you to talk about baseball. It's true. I'm really proud of you. Growth. It took 13 episodes, but here you are. Is that are. what we're on now? Yeah, this is episode 13. I can't even count that high. Can you believe that they're still letting us do this? Yeah. You can believe it? Yes. Why? You think you're good? Because we're getting Taylor Swift at some point, and they don't have a choice. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> until we do that, you'll have to keep coming back every single Thursday. Thank you so much to everyone who has watched and listened and left a review. It has meant so much to us to yeah. get that feedback. Um, we've really loved all the guests we've had on. We've had some really incredible conversations. If you have ideas, this is the one thing we haven't mm. asked for. We know what we know about sports, but you know some really incredible people. Logan has found some great people because people email us and say, like, my neighbor is awesome. Sure. Um, and like the stories that come out of those kind of suggestions are really awesome. So with all of this in mind, with all this rambling in mind, if you know someone that we have to talk to on the podcast, mm. please send us an email sports at abc27.com. Let us know who we should talk to. That's a great plug. I'm not running out of people. I'm just saying I, I, no, I, but we are only as good as the access we are allowed. And we are only as good as our time. audience. Like oh, yeah. you guys have meant a lot to us and the support for the podcast has been great. Uh, for those of you who are new, maybe this is your first episode you're listening to. Yeah. You can go to our website, abc27.com, click on sports and then the sports extra podcast. We have interviews with LaShawn McCoy, uh, Micah Parsons, 
Matt Nagy, Kim Jones, Spencer Carp. Mm. I don't, I don't, can't even. It's been 13 episodes. Yeah. And they've been great. You do a much better job of marketing this than I do. Well, you know, I'm obsessed. Logan has Good other, enough for me. Logan has other <laughs> interests. I'm obsessed with the podcast. Mm. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Aaron Barrett, for your time. Come back next Thursday for episode 14. Thanks for making it to the end of the episode. If you've gotten this far, you clearly must like what you've heard. So could you subscribe, rate the show, and leave us a review?